Hello once again from the Reptile Living Room. We are coming to you live from Canadian Reptile Breeders Expo as it were. And we've uh, finally caught up with the famous crew uh, from Nat Geo Wild. But before that, uh, do check us out, uh, check out our sponsor rather, at HerpHouseMag.com. That's HerpHouseMag.com. It's your only 100% digital reptiles magazine. Uh, brought to you in a subscription format for just $10 a month. Uh, $2 for a single issue. And with the single issues, if you're not 100% satisfaction uh, guaranteed, we'll give you your two bucks back. So do check it out. It's HerpHouseMag.com. And it's a fully uh, new expansion, as a matter of fact, with our Ask the Vet column, uh, hosted by Dr. Sean McCormick. Without further ado, we are now proud to introduce you to Greg Graziani, Michael Cole, as well as Sean Heflick, uh, better known as the Python Hunters, Nat Geo Wild, live here at Canadian Reptile Breeders Expo. All right, so we're at uh, the Canadian Reptile Breeders Expo and have the honor of uh, stealing away for at least 10 minutes, I think. Uh, Greg Graziani, uh, Michael Cole, Sean Heflick. Python hunters, baby! <laughs> there you go. We're in Canada. <laughs> so, no pythons in Canada? You guys aren't chasing around? None that we're chasing. None no. that you're chasing. I'm looking at a few to purchase, but... <laughs> How about you, Mike? What do you no, think? I don't think there's any pythons up here. Even if somebody did happen to have an escapee sometime, there's no possible way I'd live through your winters. Right. Actually, probably Winter. not live through your summers. <laughs> I'm going to live for two days. Yeah, I did not last night. I'm warm-blooded. Exactly. We're up here in the great white north, and this is our winter. They're, they're walking around in shorts. So talk to us guys about season three. We know anything yet or season four? Or season four, sorry. Yeah, sorry. we're in limbo. We're between contracts. You know, we go season to season on contracts. So, right. so uh, we're still out there waiting. Um, okay. You know, if you want to light a fire under under Nat Geo Wild in the United States, send them all kinds of emails through their website. Just barrage them with stuff and, and say, right. hey man, we need more. Yeah, very definitely. Now, what was your guys? Uh, you guys went international just recently oh, yeah. uh, with the show. That was that was incredible. You, oh. Uh, you two gentlemen got to, well, I'm sure you've been before, but for the show, you guys actually went out to Sean's. Uh, well, actually, it was, was our first time. Oh, it was the first time out. Oh, okay. Sean's been trying to get us down there forever, and just, you know, with businesses and families and everything just didn't line up, and with the show, we were able to get down there, and, um, you know, Sean's done a lot of traveling, but for Michael and I, you know, we, we hit... Uh, well, we started at the beginning of the year in, in Puerto Rico, and then we went uh, Costa Rica, Peru, uh, Australia, Guam, Thailand. Right. Michael then stayed even longer. Yeah, now I'm really traveling. I'm headed to Indonesia in a couple of weeks, and we're here now. And wow, uh, Sean's got the bug in me. So with or without the show, <laughs> it's I'm all still, Sean's fault. With or without the show, I'm still traveling. Now, as far as uh, the Puerto Rico show was the one where the pythons were in the caves, correct? Yeah, the boas. Endangered Puerto Rican Boas. Endangered Puerto Rican Boas. Yes. That was an awesome show. Because you guys actually caught footage of them snagging bats out of midair. Yeah, yeah. And you were saying, Greg, you were totally excited about that one, weren't no, you? I, I was floored. I mean, to, to be able to go to endangered species and to find a place that you can guarantee, I can guarantee I can take you there tonight and you will see an endangered species feeding. For a reptile, that's almost, wow. for a snake, that's almost impossible. That's just... <laughs> That's just amazing. Things so, got better. We've even, uh, just because of our time in the caves in, in that day, day and a half, we actually have got people looking at the possibilities of different thinking about what happens with those boas 
during the times where they're not on the face of the cave, because they always thought that the boas fed and then dispersed through the forest and then came back and fed. We're actually of the of the belief that the animals are feeding, going down into the warmer parts of the cave to digest their meals and then coming back up and feeding. And so it's really a whole new thought about what the Puerto Rican boas do. Because and we we went we went deep deep into that cave system about 600 meters and yeah really underground wow and we were finding boas tucked back in in the deep dark recesses of those caves because it's a warm cave the deeper we went in the warmer it got so if you're if you're a snake and you want to digest a good meal of three or four bats Right. There you go. You go deep. Go deep to the warm side. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. It was amazing. And and to be able to educate the people there, you know, we caught that, that one Puerto Rican boa up in the in the palm tree right. and to let them know that they had kind of a national treasure that they needed to protect, they needed to be proud of. Right. And and educate those people. That that's what it was all about for us. And that's something else too that I noticed with the international shows. Every episode seemed to be, you know, one more step in international conservation, if you will. You know, where people would find a native species and, and, you know, call you guys out to come see it. And you guys would explain to them, you know, yeah, this is a great species. You know, this is what it eats. You know, this is why you should leave it alone and keep it around. You know. And that's what it's about. You know, I mean, that I, we all do animal rescue for our local areas. Right. When there's a reptile, they get where the guys to call. Right. Um, in Polk County, I get calls numerous times from people that want to... Oh my gosh, there's a rattlesnake in my front yard. And I'll show up and it's a corn snake. And I'll explain to them what it is and teach them how to tell what it is. And all of a sudden, before I leave, I'm thinking, I got a beautiful corn snake. I'm going to go release you know, back on my property. Right. They're going, oh, no, no, no. Can you please leave it here? <laughs> you know, but that's, it's just about education. Right. When you talk about conservation locally, I, I just started uh, working with a group at Archibald Bio- Biological Society where we are now permitted to do census on eastern indigos and actually take the animals in, get scale clippings, and actually do some tracking for transmitters on those animals and do some studies, and, and I'm working with them on that, and they've just requested now um, and, and sent me a letter under the permit. Anything south of Highlands County, all the way down to Everglades Park, they would like to be captured and scale clipping so they can do DNA on these animals, especially around the Okeechobee area. Wow, that's incredible. So, internationally speaking, what? What? Uh, let's start with Michael. What was your favorite place that you went internationally this year? I hate to say this, <laughs> fans, I'm going to piss you off here, but my favorite place that I went was Indonesia. Really? I uh, I went there after our filming season. I spent four weeks there, headed back. Um, I've been doing business over there for a long time, and I'm now partners in a actual captive breeding farm, and. Uh, I loved everywhere we went. Yeah. Maybe one exception. I really, honestly wasn't crazy about Guam. Oh, okay. But uh, maybe not for the people and the wildlife, but for other reasons. Sure. Um, but my heart really, really, really loves, loves Indonesia. Yeah. All right. How about you, Sean? Well, I've done a lot of traveling, but, um, you know, with with my passion for venomous and crocodiles, <laughs> Australia yeah. and Thailand. Really? You know, okay. split between those two. It, those magnificent, and then you add the people, um, which, which is kind of crazy because Australians and Thai people are probably <laughs> the polar opposites. But, yeah, you know, each in their own right, I think the... The Zen portion of me loved the Thai people and the brash, um, 
you know, open a can of whoop-ass portion of me, um, you know, love the Australians. Right, right. And coupled with the venomous and the crocodilians in both locations, bang up, bang up for both of them. Love them. Awesome. Yeah, I, you know, it's almost hard to pick a favorite. Um, I do tell people, if I were to take my family back to some to, to one of those places, right. uh, I think I'd choose Costa Rica because there was a, a, enough... You were close enough, even in the jungle, to be in the places where my wife and daughter would deal with the touristy kind of things. In 15 right. minutes, you could be in the middle of the jungle, you know, with, with fertile ants and, and crocodiles and all kinds of, of things like that. And uh, the, the people in all the different locations that we went to were incredible. And, I mean, even we're up here in Canada. And, again, the people here are incredible. They, they receive us with open arms, and uh, it's just been great. Very definitely. Now, um, as far as the Python ban goes, because, you know, that's what everybody's going to be talking about, do we know any progress yet as far as, you know, I know you guys are all involved in, you know, various legislative aspects of it, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do with it, how it's going to work, and what have you. Um, any forward progress that we know of? Well, we know there's congressional hearings going on still right now. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's... Um, there's a fund to try to raise money to, to initiate a lawsuit um, to basically put a put a hold, um, if not overturn, because there's some issues that they tried to do, which was, you know, they tried to make concessions for AZA um, and, and other institutions in the Lacey Act, and there are no concessions in the Lacey Act, and it's actually against the legislation to mandate to make concessions. For, for any Lacey Act violations and that. So there's a lot of issues with that and they're ongoing. Um, you know how it is, two steps forward, one step back. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, the best thing to do is people need to get involved. You know, educate yourselves. Get out there. You know, figure this stuff out. Don't take people's word for it. Go out and, and educate yourself. The information's at your fingertips. Get it. Yeah. Get involved with PJAC, USR. Um, you know, the Florida Reptile Amphibian Association, your local herb societies, you know, all that stuff. Get involved and get educated because the biggest thing is you, if you're just puking up something you heard somebody else say, you can't have a valid argument. You need to you need to read that yourself. When these regulations are passed, there's so many people that are just spitting out what their friend told them the regulation was. Read it. Find out what it is and find out what upsets you so that when you call your local government, actually are educated on what you're telling them and and why what they're doing isn't working and give them the solutions. Something just last week happened that was very disturbing for me. One of my friends runs a, a reptile show in Pennsylvania and the fishing game, Pennsylvania fishing game officers came in and warned, written warnings to people that had reticulated pythons that were coming from out of state said these are on the injurious wildlife list this is your last warning if you show up in our state with these reticulated pythons again we're going to write you up not one of the people at that show knew where to go to show these Pennsylvania Fish and Game officers what the actual regulations were and that retakes weren't on it and I got a lot of calls and I actually sent them the right links to the right places we need to be educated about this so when somebody because fishing game doesn't, their their main job is fishing game, right. not captive wildlife. So when they make a mistake, we need to be able to show them gently and kindly, no, you're wrong, retics are okay, and, you know, here's why and here's how. So education and being educated is the key to a lot of, you know, keeping the persecution of the reptiles away. Very definitely. 
All right, gentlemen, well, I'll let you get back to the show. I know you guys got a big fan base out there. Anything you want to finish up with? Yeah, and one more thing. <laughs> Don't be stupid. Listen to Reptile Living Room. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Get wild. Here we have folks. That was Sean Heflick, Greg Graziani, and Michael Cole from the Python Hunters. And you heard it yourself, folks. Educate yourselves on the actual legislation that's written, and that way we can also educate others instead of just regurgitating the same stuff that everybody keeps hearing about and not actually following up and reading about themselves. And do encourage you, once again, check out uh, HerpHouseMag.com. They do keep this show going, so we'd love for you to stop by, grab a subscription, grab a single issue. They're 2 bucks, 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and we will see you next week right here in the Reptile Living Room.